What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Today on the show, we're looking at the offensive side of the football and asking ourselves some questions in regards to the running game. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs of Locked on Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, co-founder of thedraftnetwork.com. And uh want to dive into the offensive side of the football today, whereas yesterday we dedicated some time diving into the defense and more specifically the pass rush and how the secondary ties into uh, the sack production we've seen from the Dolphins thus far this season. Well, we kind of alluded to hopefully getting a player back in the secondary uh, in Byron Jones and, and his uh, return potentially aiding the Dolphins to play more complimentary football. We'll see if that's the case. Uh, but but we didn't necessarily get glowing reviews from Mike McDaniel, who on Monday when he met with the South Florida media stated that uh, they were going to make a decision on Byron Jones a little later in the week. Uh, but let's, let's talk updates from coach McDaniel, uh, coach McDaniel also announced on Monday, uh, the thing that everybody kind of assumed, uh, and that's, we will not see to a tongue of a low in week five. It will be the Teddy Bridgewater show. So we are all gang Teddy two gloves for week five and all and anything beyond that is indefinite and to be determined and not necessarily in a rush to see transpire okay great we got the new york jets with teddy bridgewater quarterback we got to figure out how to make life work for this week and this week only and then next week we will worry about next week and next week only you know we can't really do too much of the big picture stuff when your starting quarterback is out indefinitely, which works out well uh, because it kind of meshes with my aspirations on what I wanted to talk about today on the show, which is the running game for the Dolphins, is where the focus is today. And if we're going to make life work this week and this week only with Teddy Bridgewater, and again, next week we will worry about next week and next week only, uh, but if we're going to make life work, you have to help Teddy Bridgewater with a rushing attack that is better than 30th in the NFL in rushing yards and 28th in the NFL in yards per attempt. That's where we're at right now. Death, taxes, and the Dolphins running game being very close, very close, but not quite where it needs to be. And I think this has been one of the biggest surprises for me this season, not the success um, not the defense kind of having a more versatile menu, uh, because they brought everybody back. Not the success in production of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in tandem with one another. No, it's been the running game because all we heard about with Mike McDaniel when he came over and he was hired from San Francisco was his background, run game coordinator, really, really bright wrinkles in the run game 
that's going to breathe life into a running game that hasn't had any life at all, quite frankly, for the better part of the past five years since Jay Ajayi. And Jay Ajayi, uh, that season, and that was the last time the Dolphins went to the playoffs, Ajayi did that on the backs of, of three 200-yard rushing games in the same season. And I will say this. I, I have been patient with the running game. I think we are very close in the running game. But, like, you can't afford to play the Jets with your backup quarterback and average 2.8 yards per rush and rush the ball 15 times for 60 yards. Like, you, that, that just can't be the formula. Now, I do think here's the problem. Some of the barriers for the Dolphins offensively being able to run the football more effectively are personnel related. I just got done watching last night. It's 5 a.m. on Tuesday. My butt stayed up and watched all of Monday Night Football with the Rams and the 49ers. And the 49ers handed it to the Rams up front. And the way that they managed and accomplished to do that they did it without Trent Williams. They're, star they're starting left tackle. He's the best left tackle in football. And they did it with a rookie right guard and new starters at both left guard, Aaron Banks, and at center. Mike McGlinchey is the only returning starter right now on that line from last year's team. And I'm asking myself, how, how is this happening? 49ers are getting angles in the run game. They're getting angles in the run game because their tight ends can block. And this is not a Mike Gusecki exclusive comment. The Dolphins have not had Seathan Carter. He's been out the last three weeks with the concussion. Obviously, a very scary incident, uh, him getting knocked unconscious on the field uh, against the Patriots on a kickoff. Hunter Long, last couple of weeks, ankle injury. Been unavailable for the team. People asked me, and, and I made a comment about this on social media last night and had a couple Dolphins fans chime in and ask about Hunter Long. There's a reason why I was gassing up Hunter Long this summer, and it's because he has the physical skill set to be the blocker the Dolphins need at the tight end position. Derm Smythe, really hard-nosed football player, brings a lot of value to your 53-man roster, but if he is your starting in-line tight end, I don't think he has the anchor, and I think he gets gives up a little bit too much. So he gives up a little bit too much penetration. If you're talking, that's what an anchor is. And I think he's beat across his face. I don't think there's a sustainability in his blocks to hold blocks for long enough to really set the edge in the outside run game or prevent defensive players from crashing and muddying up reads for your backs in the backfield. That's a problem. It's a barrier that I don't know that the Dolphins have a fix unless you get Hunter Long back, and Hunter Long plays at a level in which he has not played thus far this season. Because I'm watching the 49ers with George Kittle and Charlie Warner, and they're kicking butt in the run game. Obviously, Kyle Juszczyk is there, but Alec Ingold, I think, can provide a similar role, maybe not the same value because Juszczyk is the best in the NFL at that role and what he does. But the tight end position is one in, in which I think there are barriers 
that are currently Miami needs better performance than what they have gotten to this point in the season to help the running game have the effectiveness that we're expecting from Mike McDaniel's offense. I've been using AG1 for quite a while now, and it is, I know I mentioned it's bright and early on a, a Tuesday morning here, and AG1 helps me really start my day off right and helps make sure I have the energy I need to get throughout the entire course of the day. You know, I, I've, I've wanted more energy, got to be productive. I got draft network, locked on dolphins, grinding a lot of tape. So I've always wanted to have the optimum amount of energy at my disposal, but I hated taking like a bunch of supplements and all that kind of stuff. And Athletic Greens made it really simple. With one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovering, your focus, your aging, all of those things. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar. There's no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. While still tasting good, it supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one thing with the best thing. AG. Athletic Greens uses the best of products available on the market. And right now, you can reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition with just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The other personnel challenge, and this is a player who played admirably when he's first placed into the lineup. Uh, Greg Little, um, Sam Hubbard worked Greg Little big time. And if you're not getting quality blocks on the edge and you've got an offensive tackle now that's getting bubbled back, you're really going to have a hard time finding consistency in the run game. And my challenges with Liam Eikenberger, the challenges that I have with Liam Eikenberger at left guard, but I will say this, I do think Liam gives you better value in the running game than he does in the passing game right now. His instincts and feel for Stunts and games and passing off in protection. That's a big challenge for him right now. But as far as the run game, the Dolphins run some power with him. They run some some trap with Liam Eikenberg, and he typically gets fit on those. And he does have movement skills at the point of attack to, to anchor and, and drive. Now, his balance and base... I think it betrays him at times. I think he overextends himself, and that's why he's a little too far out over top of his toes. And you'll see defensive linemen that can pull him off of his set or pull him off of his base. But the Dolphins are a team that's engineered to run to the perimeter, right? And they are playing with a right tackle and tight end play 
that really compromises what they are able to successfully secure on the perimeter. So I think from a personnel standpoint, those contributing factors are really, really hurting the Dolphins. Now, I've said this in the past. Um, I do think some of the game scripts in which the Dolphins have fallen into uh, did not help either. You know, Playing Lamar Jackson, playing Josh Allen, the pressure of those games to feel the need to score points and get the ball into your best player's hands. And this is a different thing from San Francisco is Mike McDaniel's best players play wide receiver. So from a core sense of getting your best players, the ball, I applaud that effort. And I think in at least two of the games in which the dolphins have played. And again, the Buffalo game is a bit of a, as a bit of an asterisk just because the Dolphins offense wasn't on the field, right? Like I'm not going to hold it against you. If you only rush for 41 yards, if you only ran 39 total plays and you were chasing Josh Allen the entire time. So I, I can't kill him for that. I can't Baltimore, uh, 86 rushing yards. It's the season high, the high watermark thus far. I would have liked to have thought we could have got a little bit more vibing in the run game there. Um, the Patriots game is a is one that I look at and say, well, two kneel downs and two negative plays, you lost eight yards. You'd, yet otherwise, your average would, would have been over four yards a carry. I'm, I'm not going to kill you for your effort against the Patriots running the ball. There were two bad plays there. Cincinnati, um, you saw the end around. We saw Raheem Mostert pick up the big get, the big chunk run. And that's the thing. They're close. So some of this is opponents you've played and the script and flow of those games. Some of this is personnel, right tackle, tight end. These are problematic groups right now for the Dolphins to be able to effectively run the ball. Austin Jackson could potentially be back after the Jets game. So we could live in a world where the starting offense is whole for Minnesota. I don't know that that's going to be the case. But again, this is a week by week, one week at a time type mentality that I am bringing to the show right now. But Austin Jackson coming back, say what you will about Austin Jackson and pass protection. The Dolphins have schemed up protection very, very well. The Dolphins have conceded seven sacks in total in four games. The Patriots got you with some miscommunications up front, but generally speaking, gee, like, from a protection standpoint, it's night and day for the Dolphins versus what it was in years past. So I think the scheme, the play calling can further diminish the concerns you have with Austin Jackson and Austin Jackson's strength is in the run game. So that's something I'm looking forward to, especially because we need to evaluate and figure out what the heck we have in Austin Jackson at right tackle. But that won't be this week. Like we're going to have to get through this week. Also look at the teams that we played. Bill Belichick season opener. Okay. Uh, Baltimore. Not a great linebacker room. Dolphins rush for 86 yards. But the last two weeks, uh, Logan Wilson, 
Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, those linebackers, those are really, really good three-down physical linebackers, especially if you're one half of your line's getting their tail kicked in or the edge of your, your offensive line is getting its tail kicked in. And he doesn't have to worry about going true sideline to sideline. And I'll take this that that thought with the, the quality of the linebackers in the second level play that, that you have faced or def- the quality of the defenses that you faced. I know I've mentioned this already, but Draft Network did an assessment on all 32 rosters, our scouting team. And we ranked the players in buckets of elite, good, adequate, adequate backup, replacement level, et cetera, et cetera. The Dolphins in the last three weeks have played three teams that scored with top eight rosters in the NFL entering the season. Think about that. 18 days, three games, top eight rosters in the NFL. Now, I can't guarantee that you're going to take the field against the Jets and you've got a better roster even with a different quarterback and you're just going to win the game. Through the first four weeks, uh, that roster assessment, uh, without accounting for anything else, home field advantage, coaching, anything like that, has about a 65% hit rate on successfully determining the winner of the football game. Dolphins uh, were one spot better than the Ravens. The Bills were the number one roster in the NFL, and the Bengals were the number two roster in the NFL. So, in all phases, you understand the difficulty of the strength of schedule. We have hurdles in personnel. But if I look at the Jets, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be your starting quarterback. You are not going to have the same luxury that you have with Tua Tagovailoa of the crisp, quick-hitting, ball-handling in the mesh point with some of your RPOs and play-action passes. I would expect you will have less severe uh, degree of rolling pockets because Teddy is not quite as mobile. Uh, So that means you are not going to have the same scheme luxuries to create clean platforms for your quarterback as a passer, which means you're going to have to find another way to keep the Jets balanced defensively. That is play action passing. You know, we'll do we'll, we it means you're gonna have to run the ball. So they're gonna have to honor the run. And I think about for Teddy Bridgewater, his past experiences. Well, he was seven and seven as a starter last year with the Denver Broncos. 2019, he went five and zero as the backup quarterback for the New Orleans Saints when Drew Brees went out with a hand injury. What did those teams have? Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Alvin Kamara, productive player. Now, maybe I think this this game is probably a game 
to get the backs more involved underneath as well. Uh, the Jets are a zone defense. First, foremost, a lot of familiarity with Robert Sala, especially with Mike McDaniel. I'm very interested to see how, how they choose to change their passing game as well and if that can flow and complement into getting the run game going. Um, but more on that in just a second. Our friends over at Bet Online. Your number one source for all your sports betting information this season. Find all the later, latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis on every game that you can find. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, Boxing, and Golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. I think we probably got to start going with our hot hand too in the backfield. And you've, you've seen it kind of start to transpire over the last couple of weeks. I'd probably get Edmonds third down looks and I would probably have Mostert on the field at a high clip, higher clip than Edmonds. Edmonds, 28 carries, 85 yards, two rushing touchdowns, 3.0 yards per carry. Mostert, 39, 147, 3.8 yards per attempt. No touchdowns yet this season. And I'll say this for Mostert, dude, blocks his rear end off. For a running back, an, a running back who has quote-unquote durability questions, Raheem Mostert puts it out there every time the Dolphins are on the field, and I respect the heck out of it. What's ironic is Tua Tungvaloa has kind of developed the, the check down reputation, right? And that was one of like the things that people would talk smack on for Tua, and obviously that we've, we've seen that change this year as far as the, the attempts beyond 10 yards. But Teddy Bridgewater is actually kind of that guy. And I don't necessarily know that that's a bad thing against the Jets, where if you have this speed, you're going to pull these linebackers off. Treat the backs out of the backfield as an extension of the running game. And I think that way, if you find you're having trouble with some of the personnel issues, you can manufacture some of the same results with getting the back outside in space, the football, and then letting them be playmakers. So I don't know that there's necessarily a true fix until our, our personnel comes back. Uh, I think Austin Jackson and Hunter Long would go a long way, a long way in giving us some more clarity on just what the ceiling is this year for the actual running game. But um, there's some workarounds that the Dolphins are going to have at their disposal. Be interested to see how much they they offer them against the New York Jets. Because again, this is one week at a time right now. Or we're going to try to stay in the here and now. We have the mailbag tomorrow. Power to the pod. So looking forward to hearing from all of you. Um, so bring all your best stuff, all your questions. We will tackle that and then cross over Thursday. 
with Locked On Jets. And then Friday, we have uh, crafting a game plan to defeat the New York Jets. And I am very thankful to be crafting a game plan uh, that doesn't necessarily involve having to face elite offensive weaponry and schematics. Like, for the first time in a month. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. A little bit of a sigh of relief to look ahead at the next three. And again, I know we're in one week at a time. But Zach Wilson, second game this season. Looked shaky in the first half. Found his rhythm in the second half. Kirk Cousins, rookie quarterback on Sunday Night Football, Kenny Pickett. The next three for the Dolphins. Um, I think you'll see kind of a regression to the mean with some of the yardage and points that the Dolphins have allowed. I do think there's going to be an opportunity to kind of batten down the hatches here a little bit. And, and we'll talk about that on Friday. Have had a couple of you guys reach out. You do a MetLife takeover, all that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, uh, I will not. I'm going to be in Tuscaloosa this weekend with Draft Network. Uh, through Sunday morning. I will be home in time for the game, but I'm landing my flight home from Birmingham, Alabama, at Texas A&M, uh, University of Alabama playing. And we're, we're doing uh, tailgate and a live show on Friday and all that kind of stuff. Um, I won't be landing back at home until around 11 o'clock, which unfortunately means that mathematically I ain't getting the MetLife takeover. So I appreciate those of you who have reached out and have inquired uh, about me being there. I will get you guys soon, um, but it will not be this weekend for my next Dolphins stop of the season. So Kyle Krabs, fins up, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Thanks for checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your Tuesday. I'll talk with you all again tomorrow.